Okay, welcome to our Fate of Midgard game, Stranded in the Southlands. I am your Game Master Porter, and tonight we have a full house. So let's go around the room and introduce all of our characters. Hi, I'm Erin, and I play Eleanor Westergaard. She's a human sorceress who is also a magical slayer, and her treble is venom in her veins. Her other aspects are fantastical facades, Westergaard family business, lady on a mission, and she currently is wearing a negative energy ward and has her fancy whip, and then she also has five fate points. All right, Tiffany. I play Mira Barkridge. She is a well-meaning, eccentric, earthen enchantress. Her trouble is that she does not kill. Her other aspects are horticulture for hire, herbalist, hobbyist. She is the caretaker of the figs. She won't be trampled. And her two gear aspects are the negative energy ward and the staff of summer flame. Currently sitting at three fate points. Very good. Hello. Love to be here tonight. I am Brendan and I will be playing Yolok, our kobold rogue. Uh, Yolok is a slippery kobold treasure hunter. His trouble aspect is getting in is no problem. Getting out, he is beneath notice. Uh, and currently in the void with Meshkenet and Alashra. He has complete dedication to the mistresses, and he is accompanied, as always, by his trusty Marodi stiletto and the dagger uh, named the Void. I'm currently sitting at four fate points. All right, so, uh, Aaron, would you like to give us a recap of last time? Sure. Um, so we started on our journey from Perbastet to Coromel. Coromel? Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we, everything went really well. We had our camels. Uh, we had to stop for the night. And so we set up camp. And Eleanor had a great idea to veil our campsites to keep us safe. Um, that did not go as planned. And a wild magic ensued, which caused everything to become invisible uh, so we could not see each other we could not see the camp everyone everything was invisible kind of sent the whole night spiraling into hijinks yes <laughs> <laughs> uh while we were trying to get some shut eye we've heard a sound uh yolok and eleanor went to investigate and saw a sand ship that appeared to crash into another caravan that was camped um just a little ways away from us so uh, at that point, we went to investigate and found that it, the sand ship had indeed wrecked the camp and there was a lot of people injured. So they went back, grabbed Mira, came into the camp, um, kind of looked around, and they, uh, they couldn't see us. We were invisible. Thus, we became the sand spirits. Um, we became Eleanor took it upon herself to declare us <laughs> <laughs> we were declared the sand spirits uh, Eleanor had a great time with that <laughs> Mira not so great a time I don't know but she did a great job um, getting everyone bandaged up and then we came to a gentleman who was deceased and I think that's where probably one of the most exciting events happened from that episode because uh, Mira took out a fig 
and put it into his mouth and kind of chomped it up for him to see if it would bring him back to life. Nothing happened. So then Eleanor decided to uh, put some blood in his mouth, some of her own blood, and see what would happen. You know, couldn't hurt anything. Nothing happened. Wait, I'm sorry, it couldn't hurt anything? <laughs> it very much could hurt some things. Well, if he's already dead, it was more of just an experiment. Anyway, nothing happened, so we were fine. Until something did happen. And, uh, <laughs> and Gerald came back from the dead. So, uh, now we have somebody back from the dead who was, his, uh, buddies were extremely happy to see him again. But now we don't know if it was the fig, the blood, a combination of the two. We're not quite sure. Anyway, that was basically the whole episode. We, uh, said goodbye and bid our adieu to that caravan and went back to sleep. It was ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Yes, that was uh, that was that was something. Um, so here we are at the gates of Coromel, and there's some poor soul walking the earth who we do not know if we've turned into a vampire or not, but we've left them behind, and we 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 stand here at the gates, and, ready to embark on the next chapter. So they don't know. They'll never be able to know who you were. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's just the sand spirits. All right. So you enter Coromel, and it is um, it is not yet uh, evening. It's kind of late afternoon. Um, as you enter Coromel, it is s noticeably smaller than... Nuria, Pervastet, um, perhaps similar in size to Puranu, but not nearly as grand as Puranu. It's very, there's a lot of gray stone everywhere, um, but it's busy. And you, you get the sense that this is a, uh, after just a few minutes walking around, it's really obvious. This is like a major crossroads of lots of different directions. Because there's a major trade road coming from the west, uh, deserts from, uh, the major area of Safsaf and a whole bunch of other places that, uh, come to the, from the west into here. If anyone wants to head south to Perbestet or north to Nuria, they're going to pass through Koramel. Um, there's also the, the roads coming from Nuria and Perbestet. And then also there's the river. So this city has a lot going on from a trade standpoint. And um, it seems like there's big open areas where lots of, of merchant groups will essentially do the equivalent of like an RV park where they're going to come in. They actually bring them into the city because they want their business in the city. They want people to come in and spend money in the city. So they actually encourage caravans to enter the city and come use these big, some large courtyard areas where people can kind of camp. So it's very busy. It's very um, uh, diverse. There's lots of people from lots of different places of lots of different types. Um, but the, and, and it seems like a lot of the industry is catering to these traveling merchant groups. Um, there's a whole sand ship port 
area. There's a actual water pier for the river barges coming up and down River Nuria. And then there's these big courtyards for caravans. So, um, and then there also seems to be a very large secondary industry related to um, stonework. There's probably some big quarries nearby or something like that. And it's, you see big, you'll see wagons going by with big slabs of this gray stone that seems to be used in like all of the local buildings and stuff. Um, but the people are quite, are quite varied because of all the different caravans. Um, but you do see there's a fairly consistent kind of Nurian uh, ethnic group that's present uh, that seem to be like running most of the shops and things like that. So um, coming into Coromel, it's very, there's a lot of options for kind of temporary places to stay, inns, taverns, open campsites, things like that in these, in these courtyards. Um, so when you get into the city, um, Mira, as you're riding on your, on your camel, um, next to, uh, next to Tomlin, you notice that coming into the city, he like noticeably relaxes coming into Coravel. And there's just like his whole demeanor just kind of eases into things. And he looks a lot less tight and, and like, uh, wound up. That that really, really eases my heart because I'm sure, I mean, with everything he's been through, I mean, even in Probestet, it wasn't, you know, he wasn't among sort of like the safety of just like, oh, this is a normal town. He was like hanging out with these like, you know, vampire resistance forces and then on the road and then some weird stuff happened in the desert and he's like, doesn't know which way is up. And he's like, oh, look, normal. This is lovely. <laughs> And I'm really relieved to see that he is finding sort of calm in that. Uh, Ele what is Eleanor interested in doing now that you're here in the city? Eleanor is still so excited and intrigued by what happened the other night. Uh, she keeps kind of looking around to see if they can see that caravan. She kind of wants to see what's going to happen. Um, Eleanor also has been pondering, um, what Yolok told her about the, the dagger and what he's been seeing and feeling. So she just is kind of keeping an eye on him to make sure he's okay, which I think he's mm -hmm. been fine. So, I mean, yeah, she's kind of worried about things. She's not really taken with poor Mel. She's not really like, this is just a means to an end. Like, let's mm -hmm. get to the shadow realm. Let's. Let's do some things. Okay. What is, how's Yolok doing? So Yolok is um, in, in sort of an interesting headspace. The, uh, the caravan was a, uh, a, a bit of a nice distraction, but at the same time, um, he's very concerned about sort of the latent power that he knows resides, you know, where his hip be at. Uh, oh. And and I think that he's really coming to realize that 
he is very much intertwined with the power that is imbued in the void. And so while it's nice to have a, you know, semi-comical interaction with uh, the caravan, I think that he was very nervous the whole time because even small uh, interactions at this point, um, he doesn't necessarily know what is going to happen with him. So even what may be a, uh, a minor confrontation may blow up and it might be completely out of his control, Mm -hmm. but it might be because of him. Mm -hmm. So he's very nervous. However, you know, crossing the river and getting into Cormel, I think is a bit reassuring because it sort of allows him to let his guard down a bit. Okay. All right. So what is your, so it's, it's getting, it's not evening yet. It's getting the evening. Um, what do you want to do? Do you want to find a place to stay? Are you going to hurry and run to the pier? Do you want to scope out the city? What are you going to, how are you going to proceed? Don't we know that we have to go find that certain pier? That is pro- That is a thing you have to do, yes. I, I would like to go scout that pier. Yeah, let's go find out sort of like where our target is, and then we can sort of find a place to to make hay for the night and then mm-hmm. um and then like start refreshed because i'm sure it's going to take a lot out of us the next day and we want to go into it like refreshed and so you know sleeping in a, a bed in a room not you know exposed to the elements would be nice before we embark on this big thing that we've you know come all this way for so yeah scope it out see exactly where we need to be and then see sort of like maybe the closest lodgings to that this might be our last bed that we sleep in. I mean, potentially, if we get into the shadow realm, I don't know how long that would take. And then we pop out in the oasis. I mean, we're getting close. If it were that simple, we'd be going right now. But yeah, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, our last night, we could sleep in this realm for a while. Yeah. It's true. Okay. So you head, uh, it's easy to kind of find your way over across to the pier area um um eleanor you notice as you are um as you are moving through town that after you guys make some turns you notice someone behind you that it's hard to tell because there's a lot of people moving on the road but it kind of seems like they're following you Hmm. Are we all together? Yeah, yeah, you're all you're all together. The four of us. Mm-hmm. Are we on camels? Mm-hmm. We're just walking. I assume you're still riding your camels through the street. Yep. Oh, just mounted walking. Lots around. of people do. Uh, I don't think I'm going to pay any mind to it at the moment. If we're on camels and it's the middle of the day, mm-hmm. yeah. Fine. Okay. All right. So you find your way over to the pier area, and there are uh there are. Sh- a whole bunch of peers, and all you know, you have a sim on the uh, on the um, the papers that God King Ursu gave Mira. There is a symbol 
sketched out. And you know that you need to find this symbol on one of the piers. You don't know if it's going to be, like, just right on top, like on a board. You don't know if it's going to be on the sides. You don't quite know, but you ha you know what you're looking for, but you're not quite sure where it will be in the pier. I was under the impression it was underneath, according to the script. So the, the script says on... you have to go, you pass underneath the pier. But in terms of where to find the symbol, so okay. the large pier, so the pier is high enough that you can go underneath it in a rowboat. Oh, okay. So it says there is a large pier on the River Nuria, which one can go underneath in a rowboat. Look for the symbol marker for the place to pass through. Correct. I thought the symbol could be found underneath. It might. That That's the problem. You don't know. You're not sure. You know the symbol you're looking for. You've got some. You've got some detective work to do. Is that okay. person who is following us? Are they still following us now that we're at the pier? Um, go ahead and make a clever roll. Ooh, ooh, that's only a one. Oh no! It does not look. Like, uh, as you're looking around the pier, you're not noticing him. If you share your suspicions with us, it was definitely could somebody a else make a clever roll? Well, so as we were going, there's a lot of people and, like, there's somebody behind you. I didn't think it was that mm -hmm. big a deal because sometimes there are people who are just going on the same kind of, kind of path as you are. Mm -hmm. Um, but we don't see him now down at the pier. You don't notice How do anymore. I feel? Do I feel like there's someone around? Should I, like, spend a fate point to re-roll that to, to see if I see him? <laughs> okay. Nope. Nope. Okay. We could just start above board, and, I mean, literally above the boards. We could just walk around on the surface, and before we... Um, Maybe rent a rowboat to do some reconnoitering underneath on I mean, the water side. Maybe we check our six. Are we talking like this whole area is one giant marina with like hundreds of docks and, you know, many places that this could potentially be? Or is it like a dozen possible places? Um, We'll say it's kind of in between the two. There's a whole, there's a lot of river business passing through, so it's large. It is large. It's not enormous. It's not as large as what was in, uh, what was in Nuria, but it is big. Because all, every boat that leaves Nuria kind of has to pass through here if they want to stop for a night and enjoy a bit. Okay. And presumably we have already discussed that our plans are to find lodging tonight, correct? I think so. Sounds like it. Mistress Eleanor, I think it might best suit us if we try and split our efforts to locate our, uh, our peer of interest. I think I might have some success investigating with some of my underground contacts here that I met with on my way to the Temple of Thoth Hermes. That sounds like a great idea, Yolok. Um, do you want to take a little bit of time to do that? And we could have Tomlin hold the camels, 
and Mira and I can go look around for the symbol. Yes, I think that's an excellent idea. Is there anything else you wish me to look for? Mm, no, but be careful as when we were coming into town, I felt like, uh, maybe I'm just paranoid, but it seemed like someone might have been following us, but I don't see them anymore, so, so of I don't course. know. I shall use all caution. So I would like to um, connect with some of my um, contacts here that I met with on my way uh, to sure. meet. So, so this is actually so finding the pier, finding the place on the pier is just going is actually going to be a challenge itself. So, um, so the the way this kind of fits in is Yolok's contribution to that is connecting with his his contacts for information gathering. So that's what that would be kind of your way to contribute to that. Great. Um, yeah. So, what are just describe what you're hoping to accomplish by by contacting your your network right so the last time that yolok was here um he was more of a uh, a treasure hunter um, uh -huh. and he was on his way to the temple of thoth hermes to meet with uh well not specifically to meet with kama but that is where he met kama um and so i imagine that on his way he uh, at, at the very least has uh, a network of appraisers and uh, folks that are involved in sort of like uh, black markety, but also kind of like, I, I guess you could call it um, maybe the more conspiratorial types. Sure. The, the, the types of, uh, of folk who meet at night in like, <laughs> dark robes and talk about the Illuminati and things. <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, so my objective is to contact them and uh, show them the symbol that I'm looking for, see if it prompts any sort of um, uh, major reaction from them. Uh, and if it does, then surely they would know where I could find it, specifically in the pier. Okay. That makes total sense um that sounds like a clever approach to me does that sound yeah. right to you yeah okay go ahead and uh go ahead and give me a clever roll difficulty two Ooh. uh yes so i am sitting at a minus one um I would like to pay a fate point and try again. Okay. And so what I imagine that sort of translates to is uh, I had a guy. Sure. And I was going to go to my guy. Uh, and uh, so this this guy has a, a special antiques shop where uh, there's like a back room full of all kinds of like wild paraphernalia and things and i was totally stoked i i knew that they were gonna have the answer i got to the place it has been completely boarded up like stones over the front door and like a warning sign you know keep out or and so it's very clear that the guy has uh fled or 
okay. been abducted or something. So a re-rolling with your fate point, great. What aspect is being tapped here to allow that? Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with um, getting in is no problem. Uh, so the idea would be that uh, I'm not going to break into this place, but... <laughs> Sorry, let me clarify. <laughs> I am not planning on breaking into this joint that I've just established. Uh, but instead, uh, I'm going to, um, uh, you know, just kind of go to the next person in my in my Rolodex in in this uh, in this sort of city. Um, and getting in here would be getting in with the right crowd and making the right connections. Mm. Okay. Sure. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh. That's a minus two. Oh. oh. That's nice being kind. So, okay. uh, at this uh, point, is that a, that's yeah, a, that's... that sounds like a, that's a, that's a, a full fail, I think, at this point. So, Ooh. here's what I'm gonna suggest happens, is, uh... Um, oh, hold on, hold on. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, but wait, there's more. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. How about this? Um, so I go to the second shop, the second curiosity area, uh, and ask about the symbol, and I am brushed away rather severely. Um, At which point, I am going to use Lightning Wits, which is once per scene, on my turn, without taking an action, create a new scene aspect with one free invoke, or add a free invoke to an existing aspect. The aspect I'm going to create is asking the right questions in this Curiosities shop. So while the shop owner, the person that I've made, you know, that I've previously made contact with, uh, is brushing me aside and shooing me out for, you know, asking about this, there's another patron in there who overhears the conversation, who does know something. Now that brings me up to a two, which is a tie, I believe. Okay. All right. Sure. I'll go with it. Okay. Thank right, you, so kind and benevolent DM. Your, uh, <laughs> that that works. That works. So okay, you are able to get some. Okay, I like this. All right, so you you do get indeed a a uh, a person listening, and uh, after the uh, shopkeeper brushes you off, he he pulls you a, he pulls you aside, and I actually might have something. For you, and um, it is, however, it is costly. Mm. But he's able to give you some useful direction. It's still not 
precise, but it's useful. Uh, but it's not free. You willing to okay. take? Okay. So, um, it is a, it is, uh, I, I, I know we're not tracking wealth super, super tightly, but this will, uh, this will diminish your purchasing capacity. So don't, don't try to go and buy any fancy baubles anytime soon. Okay. All right. Cool. So you have a, you actually get a, a, a pretty decent idea of where in the pier you need to be looking. And okay. in particular, he tells you that, um, it's not on, that it's on the north side of a pier. So it's on, yeah, it's, you need to look at it from the side, not from on top. So, pier, it's not on the planks on top that people walk on. It's on the side. Uh, from like okay. the water. Like the flank. Yes. Got it. The, the post, the pylons. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that is one success in the challenge. Now, um, Yolok, as you are walking around the city after you make this contact, you, you see a shrine of a small little shrine of Thoth Hermes. And it is a, you know, small little covered, kind of like a gazebo, but made of the local gray stone. And inside in the, in the gazebo is a small little altar to Thoth Hermes. And the, uh, there's a stone carved statue of a, you know, typical, um, presentation of Thoth Hermes holding a, a, um, a, a scepter of kind of, uh, a, a representing knowledge and authority and uh, from authority gained from education with two serpents twined around it and then another hand holding a book um and you notice that shrine from the street you blink and you are standing in the shrine and it is dark Hours have passed, and you are standing in the shrine, and you don't remember what happened. Sweet. <laughs> okay. Not exactly the reaction that I would have, but that's just personally <laughs> that would freak me all the way out. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, Yolok's Yolok is uh, real nervous about this. This this is not a good, yeah, bad times feeling. The player. Loving it. <laughs> <laughs> Player versus character. Very important. Okay. Over to Eleanor and Mira. So you are at the, uh, you're at the pier. What are you guys, how are, how are the two of you going to proceed on investigating your part to try and figure this out? So just a quick clarification. Um, I'm not sure that Mira would say, Honey, hold the camels and leave him aside. I think she wants to bring Tomlin along. Sure. Because, frankly, 
if anybody has anything to share regarding knowledge of activity and goings on in the River Nuria, it's him. Mm. That's what he does. He's the water wizard who works on that river every single day. That's true. In a slightly different location, but at the very least, he would feel at home and comforted where we're going and maybe feel a little bit more comfortable if he were more informed. Yeah. And so uh, I think we figure out like sort of a, a tie up for the camels, but um, I I think he's with us. I don't know you, if I trust that. You could go find lodgings. Like you're, it sounds pretty clear that you're probably not like booking it to the shadow realm tonight. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Can we just like go, Get a hotel that's close to here, or an inn that's close to here. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's what we kind of decided, is that sure. we were going to find a place that was close yeah. to the pier. And if we just want to, like, switch up the order of operations where, you know, we found some lodgings and and then we went searching so we could just, you know, dump our stuff, then that's yeah. fine. Yeah, let's, but let's do that. I don't want, I mean, I certainly don't want to leave, like, the figs and the carpet yeah. and the vision on, a, on the camels mm. unattended. Um, you know, we could take our essentials with us on, you know, whatever packs we probably had yeah. as we're walking around. Um, but I, I don't want to leave Tomlin behind. I think any that makes total past sense. This okay. Cool. Cool. Well, I think, um, so we find our lodgings, we come back down. Um, I would think that Eleanor would probably split up from Mira and Tomlin, but still be, you know, in the same area, but just so that we have more eyes that we can cover more ground quickly. Okay. What, so, okay, so you guys are going to split up and investigate? Yeah, so we're looking for that symbol. I believe we're going on top, but if there's a way to get down and check underneath, like, we're just kind of looking, well, I'm looking everywhere. Mm -hmm. So, though, presumably with the time jump, we have not heard from Yolok, so we don't know to look at the pylons. So he didn't get a chance to share with us that Correct. information? Yes, this is all, right. you are doing your thing at the same time he is doing his thing right now. So that is not information you have yet. Yep. Okay, so, but you are, it, it's understandable you are looking around as 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 best you can. Um, so uh, go ahead and... Um, Depending on how this actually, okay, so actually this sounds like a focus role more than anything. This is. I a, knew you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is not a uh, okay. a quick inspiration. Oh. There'd be a negative one on the focus. Ooh. Ooh. Eleanor does not focus. It's not her jam not but you split off so I, I could help my focus is pretty yep. good yep. so, so tiffany can mira gets to do so is mira doing anything different or is mira splitting up and doing the same kind of thing split up i'm just curious well either way you okay get I, mean, I guess we didn't have we didn't have that in character conversation before we embarked on this challenge um personally i think mira wants to keep the band together as much as possible. She knows that Yolok kind of has to scurry about and go do his cobalt thing and kind of has to be alone to be successful to do that. Um, but I don't think Mira wants to split up. Okay. But oh. if we did, the sure. proposal would be maybe Mira or maybe, but if we did, the proposal would be Eleanor maybe take the surface and uh, Tomlin and I could 
um, rent a rowboat and we could check underneath and see if there's any like reflections or anything going on from the underside that we could see. I wasn't thinking that we like split up like that. I was thinking like, I'll go down one side, you go down the other side. We look kind of like when you're like shopping and you're like, you go down this aisle, I'm going to go down this aisle. Let's see if we find it. Let's like meet up at the other end of the aisle, move to the next one. Okay. Okay. So. That works. Just like formation. Yes. Sure. All right, cool. In that in that case, that's that's fine. Um, Mira, go ahead and give me a focus roll. Uh, that is four. Okay. So that is a success. So um, you have a success. Brendan has a success. You guys will need one more success in order to kind of lock this down. So um, you are able to kind of establish a really tight method of investigating that is quite thorough as you're going through. And so you are uh, able to kind of um, work out your process and you're able to actually chunk through a pretty good portion of the pier so that you are actually pretty confident you haven't found it yet, but you're also pretty confident that you haven't missed it yet because it's a really, you had a really thorough, detailed approach using three bodies working together. So you feel pretty good that you've got, that you've made a very uh, steady search moving through the pier, through the several piers that you went through in the time that you had. Um, After a while, as you are moving about, um, there's a point where Eleanor is looking over the edge of a pier, kind of hanging on to something, and then, you know, checking out the side of that pier, looking for the, the symbol, not finding it. And she comes up, and suddenly there's the guy standing next to you from before that you thought you saw a long ways away. And he's just standing there, quietly. But he's close. Uh, she puts her hand on her whip. And he just, he quiet, he just takes a step back. This is, he's a large man. And instantly you are pretty sure this guy is an adventurer. Because normal city folk don't walk around like this. He is a really large, athletically built man. He has kind of a really rough skin with a that's kind of a really warm mahogany color. And he has really tight, small box braids pulled back into a big bun at the back of his head. His eyes are really, really hard. Like someone who, this is a guy who fights. And is, you can tell that this is someone who is ready for a fight pretty much anytime, anywhere. And you notice he's wearing really shabby brown traveling clothes, like a traveling cloak, um, uh, and, uh, wraps to like protect him from the sun and when he's out in the desert, things like that. But you catch little glints underneath those shabby clothes of, pristine, bright, shining chainmail. And around his forehead, 
And 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 that chainmail is in much better shape than the clothes on top of it. Or the cloak on top of it, rather. And uh, around his head, he's wearing this thin, tiny golden headband that wraps around his uh, that wraps around his head and is also shining and pristine. And um, also, you can see little throwing daggers in lots of little spots, like at his at his forearms. Um, down around his his belt. Like, this guy is armed, and then you see a pair of twin katars strapped to his thighs, which are um, punching daggers that have kind of the the, uh, the the hard frame around that you grip. So, like, this guy is just he's armed, he's oh. armored, and he moves like someone who fights. You are looking at, an, at a fellow adventurer. Like a higher level adventurer? Hard to say, <laughs> but this guy looks like someone who specializes in a toe-to-toe fight, which isn't your specialty. No. So, you know, not to say that he's higher level than you, but you probably <laughs> shouldn't, like, spit on him in an alleyway. So I am very, so I'm sizing him up. I'm also looking to see where is Mira, where is Tomlin. How close are they? They are on the other, they are on the other side of this particular pier going out to the water. They're not far away, but he's in between you and them. Okay. <laughs> well, the minute I see that, just so it's poised before any action takes place, the minute that I see a person gets within 10 feet of Eleanor and stops and attempts eye contact, her spidey senses are twinging and she's she stops what she's doing and kind of gives Tomlin a, a whack on the shoulder sure. and we're watching. You see, you see him. He's not oh, being yeah. subtle. Yeah, he's <laughs> there. So he, when you when you reach for your whip, he steps back, but he's not flinching. Okay. He doesn't go for. He doesn't reach for a weapon or anything. He just steps back. Okay, I'm not gonna draw anything. I just want my hand there, so that I'm ready to do. I don't know what, but something. Um, excuse me. Did you need something? Forgive me. I did not mean to startle you. Yes. I would have a word. And he reaches up around his uh, his cloak, around his neck, and he just pulls it down, and you see tattoos going up his neck, very similar to yours. I saw you... And I thought we should perhaps have a word. And then he puts his cloak back in place. Oh. Are you... Did Fetra He just holds a finger up to his mouth, like, Don't say the... Don't say <laughs> it! Don't talk about Fight Club! In the, and he kind of gestures with his head, like, Maybe talk somewhere else less public, <laughs> you noob. Um, yes, we can. I am looking for something at the present moment. Uh, do you see those those two people over there? She gestures towards Mira and Tomlin. She kind of 
waving over there to make sure you see as, us. As we hasten our step towards your general direction. Yeah, sure. You two can be coming on over. He doesn't even look at me as, yes, your companions. I saw them. Yes. We are trying to locate something at the moment. Um, we are staying at the inn just down the road. Do we need to talk right now, or could we dis discuss this over dinner? He, he seems mildly taken aback. That like, it's it's obviously. I think he's surprised that it's not more. Import more urgent to you. Well, he doesn't know we're looking for the Shadow Realm entrance. Yeah. He... <laughs> what are you looking for? You're looking over the side of a pier. Hush! I give him the same gesture that he gives to me. We don't talk about these things. <laughs> he 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 shrugs and smiles and all right, fair enough. Um. Very good. Dinner? Yes, you are welcome to join me and my companions. And uh, she gives him the name of the inn, and they agree on a time to meet. Fine. And he turns around, and he leaves. Right now as Mira going and on dates with the locals. <laughs> right as Mira and Tomlin get there, he is like turning and walking away, and you just see Wait, his. Did I get his name? No, I did not. Nope. Well, oh uh, well. You didn't get yours either. We'll see him at dinner. Yeah. Or we won't. Yeah. Three of you are able to. Actually, sorry. Rewind. Unpause. So the man is walking away right as. right as Mira and Tomlin make it to Eleanor. And you just see the back of the the back of this man leaving. Walking back up the pier. Mira that gentleman has tattoos just like mine. Really? Here? Yes. And I asked uh, if Petra sent him and he didn't he said we shouldn't speak about it in the open. Uh, he seemed very cagey about it. So I sort of invited him to come have dinner with us tonight. Okay. Hopefully we've concluded our business by then. But did he, did he seem to be, do you seem to be interested in the tattoos as the conversation topic, or did he seem to use that as an entry point for something else he wanted? Um, I'm not sure. We didn't get that far. How do you feel? Did you feel threatened, or do you feel like this might be something we should entertain? Because we don't have to be wherever you said we were going to be. Oh, I did tell him where we were staying. Well, we've only just dropped our belongings. We don't have to be, we don't have to be anywhere. We've just arrived. Do you feel safe around this stranger? Yes, I think so. Um, when he approached and startled me, I grabbed my weapon and he stepped back. He did not want to threaten or impose um, himself. Sorry. He did not want to threaten me and he didn't seem 
am imposing. I think we're fine. Well, I guess we'll have the safety in numbers and hopefully Yolak will be joining us by then and we'll have a public space to make a hasty and distracting getaway if we need to. But that is very intriguing. Yes, I wonder How if he's part of the Shadows of Blood. Petra did not mention anyone in Coromel, but maybe she didn't realize that another member was up here. So he could maybe help us. Well, from his physique and his accessories, I would say that he has a, a very well-armed skill set that hopefully we don't have to put to use, but he seems like a, a useful friend to make. Yes, we shall see. Well, we should get back to uh, finding this portal. So we are up to two successes on our challenge, correct? From correct. the means that we've chosen. So I would like to uh, rent a rowboat and go check the water side and go see if from the water's perspective, looking upwards at the underside, if we could just sort of like scoot underneath the pylons and get a, a vantage point from down below, see okay. if we can get anything. So that we're going to, we'll, we'll roll that into your very thorough investigation of the section you've gone through. Which oh, means, okay. so by the end of of this period, you are very confident that you have scoured top and bottom this section of pier that you've gone through. You cannot get through physically the entire area before it gets dark. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was actually physically... my next sense of scale is like, can we... Yeah. You physically don't have time the entire to marina in a day. Yeah, to, you physically do not have time to do your your rigorous method that you've put together. You cannot get through it all today, but you are pretty confident that you that you you haven't that it's not on the section of pier that you've gone through thus far. Okay, so we've narrowed it down to where we think it might be and we have a good place to start with confidence tomorrow. Correct. I think right. we've done a good job. I think that uh, let's just resume our search tomorrow morning and hopefully it's over in this next section. So as you are exiting, kind of as you are kind of coming up from your last round, um, and uh, actually you do the little boat thing and when you are bringing the the rowboat back to uh, to where you rented it from, there is a single guardsman standing there waiting for you at the pier. And as you kind of return the boat, he excuse me, I'd like to ask you a question. Um... I don't think you're from here, and I've been watching you for the last several hours. And I have to say, it's rather odd and suspicious. What are you doing here? You're clearly not conducting mercantile business. And I don't think you're fishing. We're looking for... A message that was left for us from
from a traveling friend and you know how communications can be. They were vague upon the whereabouts that they've left this message for us. We're not even sure if it's a piece of parchment or under a rock. We Somebody left something for us here last time they passed through and we are not from here as you've cleverly ascertained yourself. And we were just looking for where my friend may have left this uh, missive for us. We're, we're, we're searching for something inane and small and we hope to be out of your hair. We, we mean no trouble at all. Okay, well, that's a blatant lie. Go ahead and give me a covert roll. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a very good lie. That is a very good lie. How good does Mira deliver it? Well, we'll see how well she thinks on her feet in the past, and we'll see what she does now. Um, rolling, sorry, rolling with covert, covert for the lie. Uh, that's just a one. The dice give me nothing, so I'm sitting my native one. Well, you're really lucky. This is actually a pretty trivial obstacle. He doesn't seem entirely convinced, but he also doesn't see, he also seems to convince that you all aren't particularly a threat. So he goes, hmm. All right. I'll be watching you. And he lee, he turns, he turns and walks away. And, uh, He's not like he he's a he's a local guardsman. He's not like in like armor and like helmet and spear or anything. He's just in a in a, a basic guard uniform with some some with a a, a club. He's a he's not a he's more of a cop, a beat cop than a soldier. Um, and he's walking away. And he kind of looks back over his shoulder, like watch me. And he walks away. I give him like a kind wave, just like I'm gonna stay. <laughs> All right, so. Um, you heading to dinner? Yep. Okay. Have what? I caught back up to them now that it's dinner? Not yet. Okay. Soon. Um, you are you at this point you are you are um pretty much just waking up at this point, and you'll be heading back. So you'll you'll intersect very shortly. Um, okay. Okay. In fact, we'll we'll say that before y'all split, you told Yolak where you were staying. So, um, okay. So the three of you, so are you going to eat at the, uh, the place you're staying then? Is that where you wanted him to meet you? Um, sure. Okay. All right. So when you head back to your, when you head back to your inn, you walk in the door, and you didn't see him as you entered the place. But he actually walks in behind you, like, not two minutes later. So he's probably scoping from the street. So. So, uh, he joins you at a table and he sits down and he's he's uh how how do you all want to sit at this table 
Do you uh, want to say opposite is it round? Hand? Oh, oh. oh, definitely opposite. Well, is it and, like a square table, or is it like a round table, or like a long uh, table? What kind of table? It's a uh, six-seater rectangle kind of table. So a, for a, a classic top, dinner table design. Yeah, two two on each long side, one on each short side. I mean, I think we just sit down and, I don't know, Eleanor's not too worried. Okay. So I'd like to make sure that his, that rather our backs are to the door, so we're not boxed in, that he has to go around us so that he does not stand between us and the exit, oh. just in case. Okay, sure. Sounds good. All right, so he, you, you all sit down at the table, and Mira is kind of deliberate about where you sit down. And a few minutes later, in he comes, looks around, finds you, walks straight, straight to your table. And before he, he gets to the table, puts his hand on the chair, looks at Eleanor, and just gives a little, like, look down and basically asking with the, with the gesture of, am I okay to sit? Oh, yes, please join us. And he sits. And he looks at he 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 nods to Eleanor and he looks at Mira and Tomlin. Hello. You invited them? Um yes, these are my companions. I do not know you. And, uh, yes, we all dine together, we go everywhere together, what you can say, what you need to discuss with me, you can discuss with my friends. They are perfectly safe. In fact, um, my friend here, she has been quite involved with the Shadows of Blood, uh, just as much as I have. Hmm. Now, forgive me, but I don't believe I got your name. No. No, you didn't. I am... Sorry. We all get our pencils. I know. Who is this? Unpausing. No. No, you didn't. Forgive me. My name is Burgo. And yes, I am a member of... any kind of says it more quietly, the shadows of blood. And I have been for a very long time. You don't seem like you're from this region. So I was very surprised when I got a glimpse of your, and he kind of just gestures to the neck implying your tattoos. So I, I apologize if I made you nervous. I saw you in the street, and I was not going to just let a fellow pass by. It's quite rare that I see one of us in the field. Where are you from? 
we are from. I am from up north, and my uh, companions are. I'm sort of looking at Mira like, how much information should I give to this guy? <laughs> and I'm sure she's making a face at me. I'm like, don't say too much. Um, and my friend, my other friends are from other places up north and to the east, and maybe to the west. Yes, we're not from around here. Um, however, <laughs> however, you get the sense from the way he's his eyes are just like scouring you while you're talking. Like it's probably good that you're being vague. You get the feeling that this is not somebody you lie to. Oh, Mish, you, you get a feeling as he's like you're being vague. He's like, okay, uh huh, okay. Omissions are fine. You definitely get a sense that he is like scouring for like mm. lies. Oh, well, and he's also the one. I mean, I'm sure he's trying to suss us out, but he was the one who was like, "Don't say the relevant information out loud. You don't know totally. who's listening." And so maybe we're being cagey for a reason. He doesn't know us. Yeah. He's uh, listening with his whole body. I do believe <laughs> I am probably the newest recruit to the Shadows of Blood, which is probably, you know, why you have not seen me. Who initiated you? Um, Fetra and Tata. His, uh, his eyes widen and he sits back. Ah, so you come from her best steps. Yes. You know, I we never got the full story. Is this, I assumed the Shadows of Blood was localized. I didn't realize they had other chapters in different cities. Oh. Oh, yes. No, the, the group in Perbastet is small and rather stationary. They're kind of unusual in that way. Most of us roam the land, fighting, hunting. Thetra's group is more s scholarly, perhaps, than most. Hmm. I've actually never met her, but I've heard of her. She has a very excellent reputation. But yes, we are all over. Yes, I wouldn't uh, recommend visiting Perbastet at the moment. Uh, <laughs> I would maybe, maybe wait a couple of months before you venture that way. That's an odd, quizzical look on his face. Why? Uh, well... Has the vampire situation gotten out of control? Uh, um, actually, truth be told... Has Lady Alashra made a move? Well, the vampire situation there has actually been well handled. It's the situation oh. that ensued following it with everybody else that is a bit upended. We may have killed Beshkenet and Lady Alashra. Not me, our group. He, he is... <laughs> he gets a look on his face that you're pretty sure he doesn't make very often. He is... <laughs> Utterly shocked. Excuse me? What? So, the vampire situation, what my friend Mira is saying, is that, that 
But the vampire situation, they're, they've lost, there's a major power vacuum there at the moment. So I, I think they have just, not that they're gone, but they're not as centralized as they were. And you, any kind of pointing between the three of you, like, as if to say, and you all did that? Well, I mean, we're missing one, but... Speak of the devil! Good timing! This is about the time when Yolok manages to come through the door. Oh, Yolok! Yolok kind of gesture. He looks over his shoulder and he sees the little kobold. <laughs> and he looks over like, what the hell? Uh, yes, this is our party, and and yes, just don't go to Pervastep right now. Not a good place. What what does Yolok think when he first walks in the door and sees this well armed stranger at our table? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, so uh, He looks back in and clocks you as you walk in the door. So yeah, I think I see him, and uh, I, I actually, um, yeah, walk up to the table. Greetings. Yulak, um, have a seat. This is Virgo. No, Lady Eleanor. I need a moment to speak with you. Oh, uh, right now? Can we wait till after right dinner? Now. No, it cannot wait. Oh. Um, yes, excuse me, we will be right back, don't go anywhere. <laughs> Brigo just nods and gestures like, whatever you're gonna do. Okay, so I just go with Yola. Hopefully his, hopefully his interest is peaked enough that he's gonna, like, chill and wait for us to get back, eager to hear what the rest we have to say. Yeah. So I, uh, I sort of, like, grab Eleanor's hand and, like, pull her outside uh, where I know that we're not, like, where he, don't know who he is, don't want him listening. Eleanor, I've learned that we might find information on the symbol on the north side of the flanks of the piers, but that's not important right now. What is important is that I tell you that I have no earthly idea what I have been doing for the past several hours. What do you mean? I have been completely outside of my own consciousness. Mm -hmm. And when I awoke, I was at a small shrine to Thoth Hermes. This city is not a good place for me. I fear what might happen if I'm left to my own devices. We cannot stay here a moment longer than we have to. Where's the dagger? Uh, I, uh, I open my cloak a little and show that it's right, right on my head. And it is. Has it? I remember that Mira bound it at some point. But then did we unbind it? Like, is it sealed, or is it just 
sheathed. She had to unseal it when he killed Alasha. Oh, right. So it hasn't been sealed back up. <gasps> oh, no. Um, okay, so Eleanor's looking over. Yulak, let me see you. And she starts to look just to see if there's any sign of, like, altercation. Is there any blood? Is there any... No, no, there's no sign of, like, there's no there's no blood. There's no weird, like... Yeah, no, everything kind of seems in order from anything you might see on that regard. Okay, Yulak, you seem physically to be fine. I can't see any... Anything that would suggest that you have been in any fights or have harmed anyone or anyone has harmed you, I do agree that that is not an ideal situation that you find yourself in and that we should probably get out of here as soon as possible. That's going to be tomorrow. Do you feel fine to join us for dinner and and we'll just take it one one hour at a time? As I recall, the ritual must be performed just before sunrise, or just after sunset. If we can find this symbol tonight, we can perform the ritual before the sun rises and avoid any possible unpleasantness that may occur tomorrow. That is a good point. Uh, we will need to discuss this with Mira as she is the one performing the ritual, and I don't know. I believe that she was assuming that we had all day tomorrow to prepare. I don't know if she will be ready by sunrise. Let me ask you this, Eleanor. If I lose control, how much havoc could I possibly wreak in a full day's time? Maybe we can have Mira bind it, like she did before. As you wish. Let's go in. Let's get some food in you. Let's uh, talk to this this man, Burgo, and uh, then we will discuss with Mira how we should proceed. And she starts to kind of bring Yolok back in. Yolak follows. Okay, and we go and we sit back down at the dinner table. So while the two of you were gone, Burgo sits there with Mira in an awkward, for some awkward silence. Where is Tomlin right now? Oh, I assumed he was at the table with you all. Yeah, he's by my side. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And he looks and he, he looks at the two of you and he points at Tomlin. You, I think you are from around here. You aren't. He points at Mira. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from all over. I'm a traveler. We move from place to place and we, we meet people along our way. And I, I, I can't remember the last time I spent very long in one place. So I'm from everywhere, you could say. Hmm. Tomlin kind of pipes up. I, I'm from Nuria. I'm one of the 
one of the, the water wizards who maintains the river. And Burgo just kind of gives him a look like, you don't fit in with these other folks. This is, <laughs> you're the odd one out here. And right, that's about the time that, um, that, that Eleanor and Yolok make it back to the table. So he, uh, when Yolok joins the group, he, he, uh, he looks at you. Greetings, friend. My name is Burgo. I am a part of the order as these others. Are you as well? Please forgive my rude initial introduction. My name is Yolok, and no, I am not a member of the same guild. All right. So he, he turns his attention back to Eleanor, where it seems most of his, his interest is. So you say you're new. You're new to the, the shadows. Yes. Um, I had been bitten by a vampire and had not turned. Uh, we were lucky that we found the shadows of blood before any real damage could happen. And they performed the ritual and gave me the tattoos. I see. I see. I, I am like you. I, and he, he, he kind of like gets a little, he's, he seems very surprised that you were very, that you spoke so easily about that part. Um, I see how, how it happened for me was a long time ago back in my hometown of Safsaf and, well, Persaf specifically, but I was, similarly, I was attacked by a vampire there, and I almost died, but I managed to kill him first, before it was complete and spent several painful days in transition before I was, well, saved. And here I am, many years later. It's been, it's been ten years for me. How, how long for you? Weeks? Since I received the tattoos? Oh... Oh, about a month. He's he's nodding like the world makes a little like like that feels okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. So you say that that you are a hunter. That you are on the move. He nods. Yeah. Where, where do you? You've told us of your hometown, but. What sort of, what sort of goings on? What, what, 
life do you leave imbued with this new resistance? I I travel widely. I've actually been. He, he's like thinking about. Most recently, I spent some time in Perset to the east, and I'm actually on my way to the to the temple of Thoth Hermes to the northwest of here. I'm doing some research, or rather, I need to do some research. And I found luck there before, so I'm going back there to their library. It's a amazing resource, the likes of which I've not found many other places, or at least not with the level of access. I suppose there are probably comparable libraries in Perbastet or Nuria or others, but they're very hard to get access to. The, the priests of Thoth Hermes are quite willing to share as long as you make an appropriate donation. We're quite familiar with the uh, with the offerings and hospitality of the Temple of Thoth Hermes. Um, uh, we've we've actually been we've had communications with contacts there ourselves. So we we hope you find what are you looking for there? He he kind of he shrugs a bit. It might be nothing, but well. I'm investigating about the the Dar the Darakul. Have you encountered them in any of your oh, movements? Oh, we have. We met a couple when we visited Paranu. His you you've been to Paranu? Yes, we have. We've actually had an audience with the God King there. He is totally sitting back. He's reassessing everything <laughs> he know, everything he thought he knew about you as a group now. As he should, making assumptions <laughs> about us. Can maybe you're not nudes after all. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I'm. I have this. I, I see signs that the Darakul are extending their underground their underground empire into the south, and I'm doing some further research on that. I dealt with a large group of them in per in Perset. So anyway, I'm headed west. Where are you headed? We are. We are. <laughs> what we are hoping to find is actually here. This this is our destination. We've Ooh. worked a long way to get to where we're going, and we think what we're looking for we might find here in Coromel. Coromel. Well, what could possibly be here in Coromel? It's one of the most boring cities in all of Nuria. We're looking a perfect hiding place. Lots of comings and goings. Nobody stays here for very long. Always in a transient state. Nobody would notice if something of any note took place because all the eyes are constantly moving. Interesting. 
What my friend is saying is that we are looking for an entrance to the Shadow Realm. The Shadow Realm? Yes, Petra said that it was here. And she actually trained Mira on how to do the ritual to open it. Interesting. Are you aware of where it would be, or...? He shakes his head. No. I have not dealt with the Shadow Realm at all. I've met one Shadow Fae in, my, in all of my work, and that was fleeting. I, I'm sorry to say, I know very little about the shadow. And then suddenly you guys, everyone cut short because there are screams in the streets coming from outside. The road that runs runs along the uh, the inn that you're staying at, you hear a whole bunch of screams coming from outside. That happens to be the road that uh, Yolok, that's the road that you were walking up you you were walking up this road, you turned a corner, walked into the inn. Um, so the road where the screams are coming from is the road that you just came from. Like, okay, what kind of caliber of screaming? Is it like one or two disturbed individuals? Is this like the entire like street populace screaming and like fleeing on mass? It's a it's a whole you hear a whole lot of voices and a whole lot of like moving. Uh I think we should get up and go look out the window. I don't know if we should go outside. Yeah, let's just, let's go to the window. Sure, there happens to be a window out that side. So, as you all kind of get your faces to the tiny little window, because it's small, and you're looking, you see um, down the road a little ways, not yet reaching kind of this, the the intersection, there is a very you see a dark shape in the street, and you see lots of people running away from it. That's all you can really see from here through the bad glass. Um, but you see a there's a darkness out there. Oh, I guess we should go do something about the darkness. Well, does it seem to be of the patrons and the innkeepers that are inside... Do they seem to be alarmed? Oh, yeah, they're all, everyone's, like, looking around, like, what's going on? There's other people kind of coming over to peer over your shoulders, and, okay. and, uh... Right, Virgo, let's see what you're made of. <laughs> he looks at you and smiles, like, <laughs> all right, sure. And, uh, he's first out the door. Oh, sweet, we follow Virgo. All right. So you head into the... Well, I don't know if everyone's coming. I follow Virgo. <laughs> I won't speak for everyone. Well, I, I well, every time we go somewhere, I'm like just so nervous about Tomlin and like, oh, more trouble. This is this like he was so calm when everything was so chill and normal, and now it's like, oh, more screaming in the streets and running into the fray. Oh, good. <laughs> he is in fact grab. He has in fact grabbed your hand with two hands, and he looks at you with a very like, what the hell kind of kind of look in his eyes. Mistress Mira, perhaps it would be best if I stayed here to keep Tomlin safe. Do you find that wise, Yolak? Can I trust you? And I give him this knowing glance, like it's not you I don't trust, but 
answer the question. That is the direction that I came from. I don't think it's wise for me to return there. But you have the dagger. Kill things. What if we assist Eleanor and our new friend from the roof? If we stayed in this building, but we all got a vantage point, I want to help, but I don't want to leave you alone. And I certainly don't want to leave you alone, Tomlin. So maybe we could help from a vantage point. When we get to the roof, would you be safe outdoors, spectating? <laughs> Mira, I will keep Tomlin safe. Please go help Eleanor. I don't know if you should leave Yolak alone with Tomlin. <laughs> That's kind of my thought. Mira has not forgotten the vision of like seeing him just standing in the doorway of Tomlin's room on the houseboat, standing still, not seeing anything. Mm -hmm. And staring at him for an uncomfortable moment and walking away. Yeah, I would not leave Yolok with anyone alone right now. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to leave Yolok alone with himself anymore. I know. We got a lot with Tomlin. Yeah. There is no more time to discuss. Either you stay with Tomlin or I stay with Tomlin. How about we all just go out and party? Tomlin cannot be left alone. We went through too much trouble to get him back for you. My best attacks are at range. I would like to at least get, I would like to get to the roof, but. Grab him. I'd like, like, Grab him and go. Tomlin, would you be comfortable staying here? Or would you like. Would you like to come with me? Stay here. I'll be back. <laughs> and I give him, I'm taking his silence as the answer. And, and, and he's right. We're out of time. All so right. So going on, out on the street, on. Virgo and Eleanor run out onto the street. So you come out the indoor, you turn to the left, you go just not too far to the, to the intersection. You turn left and there is people come in. What so, see? what you see is you see a dark blobby form God. that is moving up the street and it is on it looks very similar to, well actually no Never mind. It is walking on it's walking on all fours but very much like a gorilla. It has a big muscly chest, huge long arms and uh, that go down to a, a short legs on the back but it looks like it could stand on its hind legs but it's it likes to, it's moving forward on kind of an all fours fashion, much like a gorilla. But the front hands don't end in like gorilla paws. They end in like these clawed 
um, splayed out appendages that don't really end in anything direct and concrete. And the face, the head, is far too large for the body and is very lumpy and somewhat shifting. And in fact, there's a, there are tendrils kind of reaching out from it, um, ex almost like they're exploring the space around it. And speaking of the space around it, as it moves through the road, the space around it is like bending. And you can see the whole way it's come because the road behind it has been like warped. The, the, the paved stones have been like twisted, fused, flattened, like it's shape, it's twisting the space around it as it moves through the street. And, um, behind it, um, you see in the street behind, you actually see a wagon that looks like it got in its way and the wagon has just like melted in half and one half is lying kind of flopped over when it lost the weight of the other piece and then the other half where the horse was attached has like pulled away and the horse is screaming against the wall of a, of the other side of the street trying to get away from and then suddenly it turns and bolts the other direction dragging this cart behind it and people are running away from this thing all directions is my negative energy ward doing like glowing or anything no not at all burgo is looking at looking at this thing and he he you he looks like he's doing some really quick like mental math and he he reaches out puts a hand on your shoulder i have no idea what that is i don't think that we should fight this i don't think we can I, I don't, I, I don't know what Yolok did. I, we need to get him. Or, uh, and I grab Burgo and go running back inside. <laughs> he grabs your arm. <laughs> Everything can be fought. Uh, no. <laughs> if it's bending the very existence in its vicinity, I'm, I'm not sure that's in the best interest of anyone. Do you see? That he, wagon. What does it want? Where is it going? If we just stay out of its way, maybe it will just simply pass through. Wait, are you with us, Mira? Oh yes, we joined you. <laughs> I thought you were on the roof, but then okay, okay, Mira came running. No, I sure, wanted to. Mira, Mira came running out. <laughs> out the door. Mira, can, up Mira, can you do something with your plants? Can you like throw something? We need to see what's going to happen if we touch it. You saw what it did. You saw what it did to the the very ground it walks on. It warps and distorts everything. I, Look I, at that. Look at the trail of destruction. Okay, how close is it to us? It is about a hundred feet away. So it's far enough that like it's not instantly like about to charge at you, but it's moving your way. The crowd is moved. The crowd is rushing around you and someone actually crashes into you and Burgo like grabs them and kind of moves them past you. Is, is it wandering aimlessly yeah. or does it seem to be like hunting, like in pursuit of something? It does. It seems like it's shambling 
like it doesn't seem like it has a real it does not seem like it's hunting that it doesn't seem like it has nearly that much intention it almost seems like it's wandering i wonder if it's looking for yola if it's looking for that dagger well it clearly hasn't found its trail whatever it's that's Whatever it might be looking for, it does not seem to be in pursuit. Let, let's go inside. Okay. Let's go inside. Let's go. Okay. So grab Burgo. He's not staying. He follows. Okay. We go back inside. Um, can we get onto the roof? Sure. The innkeeper is hiding behind the bar. Right. Let's go to the roof and, and see what's happening from up there. So it takes you a few minutes to uh, find the uh, the roof axe. Find Where's Yolok? Can we grab him on our way? I want to see, like, if it knows where he is. Or this is all there. happening really fast. So yeah, Yolok and Tomlin hadn't yet left. We'll say they hadn't yet left the uh, common room. Okay. Yeah, we were we were waiting in the common. Room. Yeah, I think this we, is all happening very. Quick. I think we just go get them and run to the roof. Okay. Yolok, we're going to the roof. We need to see more. And if you need to go inside for any reason, we'll go with you. But we need to get up and get a high. Come on, guys, we got to go to the rules right now, right now, right now. And Eleanor is like, well, I'm pushing like as we're running. Like, like, pushing. No, 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 this is not like deliberation. Go. This is like we're going. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you reach the uh, you reach the roof, and it's um, it's not a nice flat roof. It's kind of slanty, but you're able to kind of find a a a, a perch. Um, out a and uh, a fire escape from a higher floor. You're about three floors up, and you're all looking out. And the thing is moving down the street, and it's about to reach the intersection. And it reaches the intersection, and it stops, and it starts kind of. Turning, and it starts moving down the road, so it turns right at the intersection, and actually starts clipping the side as he walks. It clips the side of the building because it's kind of walking a bit of a diagonal towards the the turn, and. The uh, you see a piece of the building kind of dissolve away under its shoulder as it passes through, and the building creaks and groans underneath all of you. Doesn't feel like the whole building's about to give way, but it definitely feels like it did some damage to the building, and it keeps walking. But it's going away from us. For now. I don't want to fight that thing. Mm -mm. It walks down the road for a ways. I mean, if we get into the Shadow Realm, is it going to matter? I mean, to the fine folks who live in this town, it will. Uh, if it doesn't leave. Yeah. She looks it keeps Eleanor. walking down the pier 
Eleanor is watching it, but then she's also looking at Yolok to see if he is doing anything, like, if there's anything going on. So, Yolok, you don't feel, and there's, like, no tug, there's no connection, you feel no connection to this thing. It is as alien and terrifying as it is to everyone else. Yolok, get your dagger out. <gasps> okay. We gotta see. We have to know. Pull the dagger out. Like, unsheathe it. Okay. Unsheathe the dagger. So, when you do. We gotta know. It pauses. Oh, shit. And it kind of looks over its shoulder. And it does a little bit of an arc. And then it kind of like shakes and it keeps walking down the pier and it keeps going. It's going down the pier? Not, not, not into the water, like down the pier line, like along the, 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 the boardwalk. Is that the direction that Mira and Eleanor had already investigated? Yes. Yes. Um, I wonder if we could kill it with the dagger. If we could get close to it enough, it, it didn't warp our very existence on the way to like a black hole. You know, you can't get quite towards it. It looks like it does weird stuff when you even get close. Eleanor looks at your luck. Can you remember Eleanor. anything that happened this afternoon? Eleanor, I've told you everything oh. that I know. Uh, I sheathe the dagger and put it away. What did Yolok do? Mr. Selenor, all I remember is that as I was returning from gathering information, I saw a shrine of Thoth Hermes and lost consciousness for hours. I immediately returned to where we had discussed and told you about it. That's all that I know. When you left this temple, was there anything amiss, or was it exactly how it was when you found it? There was no enormous shadow monster, if that is <laughs> <what I'm talking. laughs> Eleanor, I told you, I think we need get out of this city as fast as we can. Uh, yes, obviously. At that moment, the thing that has been walking, it's been walking down the way for a bit, and it stops, and now it, like, swivels around and starts heading back this direction. Like, it's, it seems like it's, it does seem like it's seeking at this point, but it seems like it's very clumsy about it. And none of us have any idea what this creature is. It is awfully similar, not identical, 
not identical to what you saw in the fire the other night, but it definitely seems like it's of the same genre as that thing. I think we have to use the dagger on it. That's the only thing we can why, do. Why do we have to attack it? Like We don't have to, like, but... It, but it, yeah, it, I, it, it doesn't just, seem to be moving quickly anywhere. Right, but if it's coming after you... Like, it just turned around. Yeah, I but agree. But it's just walking. Like, yeah. it's just Moving away from destruction. I, I guess maybe we just keep watching it to see what is, what's going to happen. We just keep watching. Okay. Alright, it meanders its way. Slowly. It takes a long time, because it's not very, it doesn't seem like it's moving very fast. It shambles back this way, and it reaches the intersection, and it passes, going down the boardwalk the other direction. And it stops, and it makes a, it turns around, and slowly starts making its way back this way. It's starting to feel like it's definitely trying to, like, triangulate a reading. But it is taking time. But you're pretty sure, based on watching it now after a while, that if you stay put, it will probably come this way to you. Now, at this point, because it's taken some time, at this point, a whole squad of soldiers come running down the road. And they're all carrying spears and shields. There's like a dozen of them. So it's a whole squad. And as it kind of turns its way back, they all kind of plant themselves at the intersection. All the civilians have like on that were on the road have like cleared out. And the the guards plant themselves there. And you also see uh what looks like a spell a a a, a spellcaster behind kind of behind the line. And uh, he pulls, he, he's wearing their same kind of uniform, but he's got a wand instead of a spear. And you see him make some grand gestures, and you see a fireball blast out from him um, over the heads of his, uh, kind of arcing over the heads of the, the squad, and it crashes into the beast. And it does actually impact. It doesn't just disappear. It reels back from the blast as the flames rip around it. And it lets out a scream that you're pretty sure was is heard for a good, like, half a mile. And it, like, pierces all of your ears because it just feels wrong. Like, it feels like a sound that, like, cuts through not your bones, but like through 
everything around you. It is weird. Maybe we should get on the carpet, veil ourselves, and go do the stealth bomber with the with the staff. I think that's the move. I think now that we know it's vulnerable to flame, I think Mira's ready to let's do it. Ready to Eleanor make some moves. Runs and grabs the carpet, kind of shakes it off. Carpet springs to action. Um, Borgo, stay here. We'll be back. What? And Eleanor starts to work, <laughs> starts to work her charms to veil us. Um, is Yolok coming with us on the carpet? Isn't three like a big weight? Yeah, no, we need to be agile. Yeah, the carpet is not agile when you add Yolok to it. Okay. All right. So you're gonna go invisible. Yep. All right. Go ahead and give me a. Uh... I don't know if it matters. Like, can you even see us, or is it gonna sense us? Okay, well that's a four. Okay, you're uh, you're good. Okay. So you and Mira and the carpet are all veiled. Burgo's like you you hear you hear whoa when you the when you all disappear. Don't worry, we're still here. We're just veiled. We'll be back very shortly. Uh, protect Tomlin and Yola. He 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 seems like he's about to say who's Tom, and then he realizes oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so the two of you swoop out on the carpet. So the uh, the 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 wizard threw the fireball at the thing. It reels back for a minute, and it it actually seems like now it's like a almost like it's awoken. Oh no! And it starts. It doesn't charge at the at the 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 soldiers, but it is like stomping its way towards them. So with a now it's actually coming forward with aggressive intention towards where they are, and they all like brace themselves with spears, oh. and they all look real scared. So Mira poises the staff of summer flame, and uh, tries to send the surest and true, most most truly aimed fireball that she can send its way to protect the to protect the squad. All right, go for it. Here we go. Oh, my brutal is bumped up, so this this is good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. less than great. That's uh two. You got Just faith points. Two. You got faith points. I do. How far does a two get okay. me? Okay. Pause real quick, just to make sure. So you've got your brutal is what now? My brutal is plus one. Okay. My and fireball stunt. Tied to the staff is brutal plus two. Okay. So I got a minus one on the dice. So that puts my brutal score at zero plus plus two for the stun. Okay. Cool. So that will, uh, that will hit. It's not going to do a ton. So, um, you're basically that that's a tie. So you're gonna get a boost. Cause it's gonna knock him back. Do you want to let that stand and take the boost, or do you want to do something about it? So it'll just sort of stagger him backwards but not do damage. Is that how that's, far a two gets me? Yep. Yeah, I want it to be beefy. I wanna take him down. But I only have three fate points and we're about to enter some 
real serious stuff with the ritual tomorrow and I feel like I need to save up, but I think maybe I should spend one and just see how bad I can hurt it. But that's all I'm going to spend on this guy. Can Eleanor, like, boost? Because I have five fate points. I'm happy to spend one. Like, we got to get rid of this thing. It is bad news. Um, I would say if uh, you would like to go ahead, we'll, uh, Tell you what, if, if we can say you're piloting the carpet. Okay. And if you, how about we go ahead and give you a chance to make a creative advantage? Yeah. Since you're flying the carpet. So on we are the ladies on a mission. So give me a quick, or sorry, a uh, fast. fast. Give me a fast roll. Oh, that's a five. Whoa. Nice. Okay. That's a good roll. There we go. So that's going to be a success with that. So let's say you're doing a uh, dive bomb with your... Uh, We're good at the stealth bomber. This the is not bomb. our first rodeo. This is your stealth bomb <laughs> maneuver, and so uh, we'll we'll do an aspect of stealth bomber with two free invokes. So <laughs> nice. uh, Mira, you can have you can have those two free invokes from from uh, Eleanor's stealth bomber. Okay, so that would put me at a four. Uh, that would actually give you. She had there's two free invokes on it. So you could, one of them would put you at a four, two of them would put you at a six. Oh, because what, the invoke is for two each? Oh. Yes. Or you could use one of those for a re-roll. Mathematically, probably best to just use use them all for straight. I think let's just, yeah, go hard. Let's just use them all and let's roll a six, yeah. Okay. All right, then. So the two of you go swooping in hard and fast and... um and a fireball comes right in overhead. It is not expecting it at all because you are invisible, you're moving fast, and it comes from above. And suddenly a fireball, so Yolak, from the rooftop, you don't see them flying through the air, and then suddenly you see a fireball appear out of nowhere and lance downwards and crash right into the thing. And... Uh, it explodes in a in a blast of flame around it, just kind of shy of the uh, of the guards uh, at their line. They all kind of take a they all they all seem very surprised, just as surprised as the thing. And the thing actually like crumples down a little bit from the blast underneath it, and like staggers, and then like does a quick spin around faster than it's moved this whole time like looking trying to figure out where and how that came from and it's suddenly looking up whereas before it was focused on the guards now it's looking up and around for you so i took the carpet down close to it so that mira could blast it and as soon as she gets that fireball off i am like climbing in altitude again to get away Mm -hmm. so that she can recharge her staff so she can blast again because really that's like the only power that we have against this thing totally oh something so when you did your invisibility earlier um sorry i kind of glossed glossed over that for because it's how we've usually it's usually been relevant but um in this case it's appropriate that you have an uh that it was a great advantage of invisible and you would have one extra invoke on that oh so um you can either you could pile that onto what El, what Mira just did, 
um, and add two more damage, or you can save it for your for your maneuvers. Either way, you are still invisible. Oh, let's pile on that damage. Okay. So okay, so you guys did so that did eight damage. So yeah, that hit really really hard. Yeah. Um, you are still invisible though. So, uh, now on its turn, it is looking around. It is trying to get a uh, to get a read on you, and so. Um, Eleanor, since you're driving and since you're the illusionist, how about um, you make a, a covert roll against uh, uh, an active covert roll against it? Or actually, I guess fast could be just as appropriate. Since yeah, they're the same stat. Oh, okay. Same well, number. You can actively oppose. I mean, I would like to say that my maneuvers are extremely clever and brutal, but... You can do covert and fast too. Oh, it rolled terribly. Oh, well, so did I. It's like it's a it's a a, a negative one. So I am, I am at a one. Okay, so you are all zipping around in the air, invisible, and it's looking, trying to get a read on where and how that came from. Because you're invisible, but you're not silent. You anyway. Can I shrink it? You could certainly attempt that. I want to shrink it so small we can like put it in a bottle. Okay, so um, hold on, y- Yola, over to you on the roof. Uh-huh. Are you staying there? Are you going inside? What is Yolok doing? Is he just going to watch? Like, I just want to give you a chance. If you want to do something, this it is yeah, your turn. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel he's he is so worried right now that, like, this is something that he summoned or something, yeah. and that there's just this place he was here for all of ten seconds before Ten minutes before he blacks out and wakes up in a temple or in a shrine of Thothermy. So, yeah, he, uh, as much as I want to help, I feel like the only way that I can help right now is by not getting involved, which is actually like (laughs) very challenging for him (laughs) because to date, what he's done is he's drawn his daggers and gone to blows for the mistresses. Yep. That's his MO. So this is very different and difficult for him. Okay. So as Yolux sits there on the on the roof not acting, Burgo looks at you, looks at Tomlin, looks at you, can tell you are like wanting to go. You're not going to fight, are you? I worry that this time I can't help by fighting. Hmm. Watch him. Points it, pointing at Tomlin kind of dismissively. Burgo's features suddenly change and get bestial, uh, very similar to how Eleanor's do when she vamps out. Or feral, and he leaps off the roof, dropping three floors to the ground. And in the course of the 
his drop. He reaches down to his thighs and pulls out his twin blade guitars. And he lands in the three-point superhero pose, plants on the ground, and starts running over towards, uh, towards the fight with the beast. And the beast is, looks like now that it can't find its aerial attack, uh, its aerial attacker is now, uh, bracing itself to run at the, the, the guards. So, Eleanor, you're piloting. Yeah, I'm just trying to, like, keep us going around so the beast doesn't know where we are, so that Mira can charge that staff up again to do another big fireball. Hopefully she's got another big fireball in her. So I have the stunt that um, my fireball can attack all creatures in a zone at range with Brutal Plus 2. I think if I just wanted to just send a regular roll, one of the mill fireball, I would just be a straight up and down brutal roll, correct? That's correct. Yes. And you can do that all day long. Okay. Yeah. My just, my supercharged one generally is advantageous for multiple targets. Um, but if we're just talking about one big bad, then, you know, good thing we had the plus two, but this is just going to be a regular, regular roll, brutal roll. So do, do we want? Oh, wait. I wanted to see if I could shrink it. You did. You were interested in that. Okay, so you're not going to do any special aerial maneuvers. You're going to try and do a move of your own. Yeah, because we hit it, and Mira's trying to charge up to do her next fireball. Yeah, I want to shrink it. I would love to pop it in a bottle and take it home and look at it. Okay. Go ahead and... Uh, Actually, I'm I'm going to stop you from rolling. Because when you, when you try, when you reach out and try to change its shape, that involves like reaching out and finding its, its body and its physiology. And you try to reach out with your will as you're flying on the carpet and you're focusing on it. And it's the weirdest thing because it's like there's nothing there. Like you cannot, your magic cannot mod affect its form. And change it. It's like there's nothing there to change. Okay. But it's reactive to fire. Yeah. It has a form. But you can't change it. You won't be able to reach out to it. Okay. Well, I guess as I'm sitting there and trying to to gather um, my strength and to kind of get a hold on what I'm going to be manipulating and I feel like it's just falling through my fingers and I can't grab it. Um, so I'm not going to steal your turn. I'm going to okay. let you take a, take a new action. I, I, was... I, I, I quickly realize that it is not worth it. Um, abandon that idea. Grab the carpet. And I want to get Mira to a very advantageous position to just lay another fireball in. Okay, so go ahead and now go now since this is about an advantageous move, go ahead and give it a a clever. Four. Okay. So that is a success with one invoke. So Eleanor Can sorry. I can I add another box to stealth bomber and just Yeah, use we'll that just success. keep that so, sounds good. Okay. Good. So Mira has uh, can go ahead and make her move, and she has one free invoke on Stealth Bomber to use. 
All right. Here we go. Fireball, here we go. Uh, that's a zero. So we're going to need that boost. Or not the boost, but we're going to need that checkbox. So okay. that's a that gives you fireball a for plus two. Okay. So that is going to hit, but is not going to... That, that's a tie. Can you use that stealth bomber invoke to pop it up to a four? No, that was she had no. Zero. That that is the, by using the invoke that makes it two. Oh, can I? <clears throat> can I give her a fate point to make it bigger? Um, I will allow you to do a. Yep, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll let you do a fate point of your own on stealth bomber. Okay, so. That will take it from a tie to actually doing two more. So it looks like um, this smaller one, this smaller fireball, firebolt, uh, shoots down and hits it, and it it doesn't hit with the same kind of blast and impact that the last one did. Definitely not the not the exploding gouts of flame. But it does it does rock it and it staggers uh to the it staggers to the side and um stops its forward momentum going for the soldiers. Has the other wizard blasted any more fireballs at it? Not yet. So at this moment the fight the wizard is like looking around. Like what is, what is going on? Where is that coming from? And the whole soldier group seems like it's they they're all starting to back up, like tactically, um, trying to keep space because they realize that someone is helping them, and they are uh, hopeful that maybe you are going to be successful. <laughs> um, and so at that point, the wizard uh, does another thing and points and. Uh, a bunch of little bolts of glowing energy um, spiral out and uh, spiral out and and crash into the beast and seem like it has an effect, but not not a whole lot. What did Burgo do when he landed? So Burgo comes running up towards the group and he's approaching from a bit of a an angle but he's kind of he, uh, an angle behind them and he stops uh, before he crosses their line he stops and you see him do a um it looks like a a, a series of of gestures and you see uh, and he holds up one of his weapons high in the air and you see it glow and he as it glows the beast actually like turn like it, it it gets its attention and the thing starts looking at him and no longer looking at the soldiers and it's glowing like bright almost seems like moonlight coming out of the guitar does he seem focused on the dagger or on the like does on the blade or like like the source of the light the source of or... the light yeah okay not like, oh, who are you? This power that wields the, you know, like he's that the light. That's what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So 
the uh, the thing is now going to charge at Virgo. It suddenly moves with a energy that you haven't seen from it so far because it's always been pretty kind of ambling and at best stomping. And now it's um it's surging forward. It's still not super fast though, but it feels like it has a lot of it's um surging forward with a, a lot of mass. And it comes charging toward Burgo and he easily jumps out of the way and the thing kind of uh charges past him and then tries to turn back to face him. And it's a lot like watching like a bull like a bullfighter. So now it's back to the two of you. Yolok. Actually sorry, quick check with Yolok up on the roof. You staying up there with Tomlin? You doing anything? What is Tomlin doing right now? Tomlin is so all of you all were kind of perched on a little thing outside of a window. He's actually sitting right inside the window. He didn't come out onto the the kind of precarious perch that the rest of you all did. And he is watching, his hands on the windowsill, looking out, and he is just white-knuckling the, uh, the windowsill, but he's not doing anything. I look at Tomlin... I look at the creature and think about jumping in and trying to save the day again, and you know, as best I can, but thinking about my mind is focused on how much we did to reunite Eleanor with Tomlin. Wait, and Mira with Tomlin. Mira, my mind is focused on how much effort we spent on reuniting Mira with Tomlin and how my dedication to her is not just, you know, fighting, but it's protecting what we fought to get in the first place. And in, in an effort to continue to fulfill my oath to, you know, to dedicate myself to them, to Mira and to Eleanor, I sort of grab the edge of the building and just anchor myself there and keep watching, protecting Tom. Okay. Um, at this moment, you feel like you're about to f fall into the void. You get you you you've ha it's happened to you a few times now, and you feel it coming. Would you like to fight it? Refresh my memory. Mm -hmm. The last time that I fell into the void, I saw a person that I did not recognize. Correct. Uh, yes. And the last time that I fell into the void. Uh, was back, uh, when, when we were held up and Tomlin was recovering and I started doing the crazy speech. Correct? I think the last time was actually when you had the conversation with the, or you, you got the message 
from the ancient priestess in the void. You've had you've you've gone in multiple times. The first time yeah, is when you did the. I'm just trying to clarify that. where my physical body was when I got the message from the ancient priestess. Oh, yes, that was on the boat. Yeah. Although one could argue that what happened earlier, where you lost the time, that also was possibly falling into the void. But that time I didn't see anyone or hear anything. It was just... Correct. Lack of consciousness. Correct. But this that I'm feeling right now is the feeling that I felt prior to contacting the priestess, right? Yes. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. Uh, is there fantasy zip tie anywhere nearby? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've got rope. You're an adventurer. Okay. I want to lash my own hands together as quickly and firmly as I, as I possibly can. Okay. Sort of as such. Okay. I don't know how good that's going to be. Just as good as I can, as fast as I can. You could probably even ask Tomlin for help. Yes, I would like to ask Tomlin for help and do this as fast as possible. So uh, I uh, take one last look outside and run in to Tomlin. Tomlin, quick. I need your assistance. Tie my hands together as tightly as you can and go downstairs. He he takes him just a second to like calculate what you're describing and then he Okay, okay. And he quickly does. He does actually a pretty good knot. Dude knows his way around around a, a job yard and boat. Nice. So he uh, he does a pretty good tie and then he's out of there. Okay. Uh I I lay down with my arms under my back. And instead of resisting, uh, I lie down with my hands on my back, or with my hands under my back. And this time, unlike the times before, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to resist and I'm not going to let it happen but I'm going to actively steer myself into the void. Ooh. Ooh. I am going to try and master this journey instead of letting it master me. Okay. You go hurtling down the tunnel that you have felt several times before. You feel like you're in a free fall. And there, free-falling beneath you, is the glowing neon shape of not Meshkenet's face, but the old priestess. Again. Gabrielle Zolique? Yes. As the two the old priestess Gabrielle Zolique, who we met in the tunnels. Oh, 
Sorry, sorry, sorry. Or do you mean the one who was in um, the story? In the story. Okay. The ancient one. The and one who gave warning. Yes. The, so the two of you are basically free-falling down the same direction, except for she is facing up and you are facing down. So you're facing each other as you free-fall through this the void. And her face looks up at you. It's coming. It's coming. It has waited for so long. And now it knows it can try. And then you feel the void starting to slip away. I, um, I, I steer towards her voice. Okay. And, and her presence. So you're going to um, try and stay in there? Yes. Okay. Give me a focus roll. Oh, focus. Okay. Four. Perfect. Two on the dice, plus two. Excellent. Okay. You feel yourself starting to, like, drift away, but you bear down and you stay there close to her. Answer my three questions, priestess. Who lied? What was the mistake? And who is coming? He lied. It was never Thoth Hermes. It was never Thoth Hermes. We were all mistaken. It, it was another being behind the mask. The void is coming. <laughs> it's just... It's the void. It's everything, but it's, but it's, and her, her voice turns from the slight laugh that it was in for a moment. It's nothing. It is the end of everything. It is the space in between everything. And it's coming to devour all. And then she it's like the bottom drops out and she just plummets deep into the void and disappears and you fly upwards and pull back into your body. And you're lying on the floor of the roof on top of your hands. Okay. Can I tell how much time has passed? Doesn't feel like much. I yell, Tomlin! Come to me again. Okay. So, Eleanor and Mira, back to you on the carpet. You've done what you've done your past. You just saw Burgo um run towards the beast and pull his and do his <laughs> glowing glowing dagger bull bullfighting dive. I'm just gonna keep piloting the carpet because that's what I can do. Okay. You wanna do what you did last time? Yep. Okay. So that is a four. Okay. So, Mira, that gives you another, like before, that gives you another um, 
another invoke that you can use again. You guys Excellent. are getting very consistent in this trick. So, um, so the particular, so the, the place where the, the void monster yeah. is now, um, is not the planked boardwalk. It no, is he's on the stone. It's back on the stone. Um, so I've never tried this before. Um, in a combat scenario, but I imagine that in her past, she probably has probably not under duress or maybe at this far range, but I want to utilize my, um, my power with the land. Okay. And instead of doing a planned based maneuver, I want to try to concentrate my efforts on the exact area of the ground, like right in front or where it looks like he, the monster is charging towards. And I want to create a sinkhole. Ooh. Okay. Like a trap. Sure. Um, yes. Go ahead and give me a clever roll. Okay. There's a three. Okay. And if I use my invoke, that would be a five. Yes. So you will, you will want to use the the invoke because a three would have been a tie. Sure. Then definitely. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so with this, so you're you're swooping and you're able to, um, give Eleanor kind of put a hand on Eleanor's shoulder and give her a signal to to pull up, and you're able to, um, kind of hover over a spot and thankfully no one can see you because otherwise it would make this super obvious uh, but the thing is coming towards you all but it can't see you and you are you focus your energy through the staff down into the ground and the 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 earth beneath all the paved stone the uh the the cobblestones um sinks away and all the cobblestones collapse in to the hole right in front of the charging beast. Um, and then uh, Eleanor is able to pull you uh, up and out of the way at the last second. So he comes charging at Burgo and sees the hole at the last second and as he he it falls headlong into it, but gets one of its weird pseudopody hands out onto the edge, so it falls into the sinkhole. But it's got one thing at the edge holding on, and its fingers even like spread out along, or the the tendrils spread out along the ground to give it grip, and it's hanging at the edge. And then the another hand reaches or another limb calling it hands is generous reaches up and splats onto the ground in front of the hole as well so two appendages are on and you can hear its uh back legs kind of scrambling against the the uh the wall of the sinkhole you just created trying to find purchase because the hole is probably a good like eight feet deep or so and it's uh, so it's in the hole, but it's got hands on the edge. So it didn't, like, fall all the way to the bottom. 
is it, so we haven't like discussed necessarily popcorn initiatives, so I'm not sure exactly who's what the order of turns is. So I have something I'd like to try to do again if I have an action, but if it's Virgo's turn, I'm so curious we, if I say something to him. Uh, what shout do you want? down, I guess. Yeah, what do you want to shout down to Virgo? This is, there's no time for complex planning here, but if you want no, to... No, no, no. I, I want to see if I can... I want to shout, go for the hands. Go for the claws. Oh, that's that's totally appropriate. Okay, so, um, yeah, that 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 flies. All of the soldiers and the and their accompanying wizard are all like super happy that you all are here. They have no idea what you guys are doing because you're invisible. So, um, Burgo hears your message and comes sprinting over with his shining moon knife. And, um, comes running up right above it and does a big downward stab with with the one blade. He's not even trying to use the other blade. He's focusing on the one that's glowing. And it actually pierces through the thing's hand. And it lets out a, a scream and that that hand releases. And sort of the the whole area around the hand sort of like opens and dissolves and splays around almost like it was disrupted. It's weird. There's like no set form of what the hand, of what the, the limb is or does. And it recoils backwards towards the rest of the mass. And, uh, uh, and the other hand is kind of still gripping on and, uh, Let's see if he's successful enough to actually get both. No. All right, so one hand is off, one limb is off, the other limb is on, but it's dangling by one thing there in your in your sinkhole, and it is now going to try and climb its way out. So it's flailing; it is trying to get its injured limb back up on the thing, but it's uh, it's still dangling by one arm. What, uh, back to, back to the two of you. I think we try one more again. I think we try the whole circuit one more time. Yeah. So what are you, so I, Burger can go for his next move, but what are you, what are you? I wanted to completely let go so it can get yeah. to the bottom and I want to then, uh, reverse the oh, sinkhole so and close the ground up around it. Okay. So you want to be ready for Burgo to drop it in so you can take your turn then. Yes. Okay. So all right, let's go ahead let's go ahead and um Eleanor, let's have you make a, a, a fast roll for maneuver for like timing the arc. Uh that's four. Okay. Alright, that will uh so perfect timing for uh for Mira to use. Okay, so Burgo is going to make another another go. Um not particularly effective. So Burgo goes and tries and uh he 
Burgo goes to to try the same thing on the other hand, but the uh, the injured limb comes lashing out, and instead he has to kind of like try and block with that same same weapon, and he's uh, he's actually not uh, not able to uh, to attack the, uh, the the last limb holding on, and. The thing starts getting a, a purchase. You can hear the feet on the body kind of get a grip, and the other limb plants itself on the ground, and it feel it seems like it's going to be close to coming out on the next no! turn. So this is your like critical window. So Mira, you could try to shut it in now, but it's going to be harder because it's not actually fully in the hole so you're gonna have to be like really uh forceful about it yeah i mean i think that's all i can do i would certainly have gone better if it had been completely entrenched but i think this is the only chance i have because beyond this we're gonna have to fight our way yeah. out so rather than actually raising the difficulty what i'm gonna say is let's actually say if you if you still want to do it this time you're gonna have to be forceful about it which mm -hmm. is not doesn't come natural to you, and you have to actually work earth magic with brutal, which is not something Mira does a lot. Oof. But the window—this is this is your window. Could I argue that I would instead of using instead of using focus and like focusing my energies towards the earth itself, because things are scrambling and going not in our direction. I have to move hastily and I could roll with fast because I have to rush because I'm losing my window, as you said. Yes, actually. I Yes, I'll buy that. Nice. Okay. It's a two. So you but, have a, you have, you have a, you have a thing from Eleanor as well. So I'll yes. tell you it's resistance. So I'm definitely using Eleanor's excellent piloting. So that puts, my uh, my landslide. Its maneuver. resistance is a four. Well, I rolled a four, so that's a tie. That's a tie. Which is not a win. Which is not a win. <laughs> oh, God. Um, God. And see, I would throw a fate point at it and just like invoke won't be trampled and just like dedicate my rage towards vanquishing this monster. But I'm not even, it's, I'm not even sure if this is going to work. It could just burst out of the ground and, and this could do nothing. This could, could be an inconvenience at best. The dagger from the, um, the, the weapon that Virgo is yield is wielding super interesting to me because that seems to be the only thing beyond firepower that's having an effect. Should I spend a fake point to bury this thing or should I take another? I would use a fake point. All right. Fake point it is. We're going to bury it in the ground and we're going to see what it does. Okay. So it's, it's, uh, it seems like it's just about to surge out. Eleanor is timing the turnaround arc of the carpet. Um, perfectly so that Mira has the, has all the, the, the direction and focus and she's able to swiftly close in the sinkhole and it actually does, um, 
the the earth buries in it a whole bunch of cobblestones from nearby all cluster in and there's a, a huge mound piles up on top of the thing and it is buried underneath the ground and everything is quiet for a moment and then about three seconds later its head bursts up through the ground but burgo is right there and as soon as the head comes up that glowing dagger just goes right into the screaming head pierces it and that scream rips through all of you again but this time you're all really close to it and it physically hurts everyone timing wise it's not going to matter because you get to clear it but like you're you're exhausted for everyone would get would get marked here like it physically hurts like a shock wave does it affect me differently at all than it does mira and eleanor yes it doesn't hurt you (laughs) at all you hear it and you recognize you you uh so here's what happens it screams and it's like the screen rips through all of you like a like a shockwave from a grenade and it hurts and so even uh, um and right there at the point of right by its head um burgo absolutely he like flies back like 10 feet and hits the ground hard and doesn't move for a minute cuz he's right close to it the two of you up in the air you actually feel yourself like toss away and you get knocked off the carpet and you land on the street the uh, soldiers all stagger backwards and and then suddenly it disappears and your sinkhole collapses on itself even more Mira because there's nothing inside it anymore and Yolak you feel it go you 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 weren't super like extra aware of its presence before but now that it's gone you feel it gone do i feel any emotion about it being gone like nope anger or regret or just it is gone it is gone okay and its scream did not hurt you like it hurt everyone else cool okay so moments later uh we'll say that the, when you when you land when uh you all got tossed and landed that your your invisibility came off the the soldiers put two and two together some of them run over to burgo some of them run over to you um and they they help you all to your feet you are sore and you feel like you just like got like you just fell off of the off of a of a long fall and crashed into the ground. And Burgo seems like he is 
he's dazed. He's totally dazed. He doesn't seem entirely with it. The wizard is standing over by the uh, by the sinkhole. The soldiers don't know what they're 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 just offering. They're offering you aid. Someone passes you a thing of water. It, it. I think. I think it's gone. Have you ever seen anything like that? Do you know where that came from? Never. I've. Uh, and uh, someone just points off to the uh, the direction of the the the, the wake of destruction. From where it came. Just points that way. Did it walk in through the front door? Or did it just appear out of nowhere? What happened before we got here? All we know is it came from down that street. I'll, uh, hey, you go follow the trail. Let, let me know where it goes from. And uh, one of the, one of the team goes running off down the road. Burgo comes kind of staggering over to the two of you. And he looks just very dazed. What? What was that? What was that thing? We don't know. Oh. We've never seen anything like it. But it seemed to only be affected by two things. Fire and your blade. Mm. What is that weapon? The weapon he kind of hold, he kind of wearily holds up the, the blade. The weapon itself is nothing special. It's a it's a spell of piercing. I've used it many times for creatures with resistance. I, it's one of our techniques. He looks at Eleanor. You should learn. Yes, I would love you to teach me. <laughs> he kind of nods like, sure, when I don't feel like this. <laughs> We should, we should get back. We should see how your lock is. Yes. So, least. Tomlin runs back upstairs and sees Yolok on the ground tied up. He comes running to you and he, are, he put, he, he kneels down. Are you, are you, uh, are you you? Yolok? Yes, Tomlin. Thank you for checking. Are you okay? What, what do you need? Would you please untie me? For a moment, he looks just like, wait, is that a good idea? Um, are, are you sure? Yes, Tomlin. I appreciate your concern. He, he goes ahead and he, he, he unties your hands. What were you, what were you doing? It's difficult to explain precisely. I was trying to better understand this blade. And I think I found perhaps not answers, but guidance. At about this time, that's probably around the time, by the time he's untidy, by the time you two have that response, that's probably about the time that the, uh, the other three come clattering up the stairs to, uh, to the little attic room where you all were poking out the window. So the three of you, um, Eleanor, Mira, and Burgo, bust up through the stairs, come up to the door, and you see Yolok sitting on the ground and Tomlin kind of kneeling next to him and some, some rope. Is everything okay up here? What happened? Tomlin runs to Mira, takes her hand. We're, we're okay. 
We're fine. We're fine. Are you... What was... What was that? We have no idea. We've seen some strange things. I can gather a lot, but this this was a new one. But There's it's gone no now. Doubt in my mind that that creature came from the void. I felt it leave this plane of existence when you managed to kill it. Burgo well, jumps in. The what? I don't even, like, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and while you were gone, I was able to control my own descent into the void and get some guidance as to what is happening with me and the blade and, and these creatures and everything. There's a priestess, an ancient priestess. I don't know her name, but she's, she's eternally trapped in this dagger now with Meshkenet and Alashrod. Many, 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 many others. As, as far as I can tell, many souls have been slain by this blade, and all of their souls are trapped inside in, in a different existence apart from our own. This priestess, though, she... Well, she understood better than most what was happening. She told me that someone lied, that it was not Thoth Hermes behind the mask, that someone else was there, and that the void is what is coming. The void is set to become the end of everything we know. The void is what is coming to devour us all. As she told me this, she fell away and she went to a place that I could not follow. I brought myself back out and as my mind returned, I realized that given Given some modicum of restraint, I believe that I can control some of this effect that the dagger is having. But we must all recognize the imminent danger that is presented by all things associated with Thoth Hermes at this point. When I awoke, Earlier today, it was at an altar of Thoth Hermes. When I, when I found this dagger, it was yeah, beneath the temple of Thoth Hermes. When I spoke to this priestess, she was a priestess of Thoth Hermes. I don't know precisely what's happening, 
but it all comes back to the god of Thoth Hermes. I don't think we can trust anything associated with them at this point. Mira, we must perform the ritual. We don't have time to wait in these lands that are so closely knit with this ancient presence. We don't know where we're going yet. We can't find a, a small rune scrawled in a piece of wood in the dark. We're never going to know where the location is in time for the sunrise. We will make haste and work as quickly as possible, but we are limited. But you will keep us up to date with any changes that you feel in any way. Did this, did this person that you spoke with give any indication as to awareness of what was going on on our plane? Were they reacting to things that were happening as they were happening? Or was this just relevant to the dagger situation at large? The priestess, I don't believe, could understand anything in our reality. She could barely understand anything in her reality. Mira, I kept you up to date as best as I could with everything that happened. We've been here for only a few hours. By the time I notified you that I had lost consciousness, that creature had already been set in motion. We cannot wait. We must find this room tonight. Oh.